Man. Technology to the European masses. Bruh, like, that was, this movie was so well done. It was so well done. It was so well done. Because it was like, they all afraid. Like, as usual, white people all afraid of black people. And it's just one. And they concocted schemes to kill the one black man. Oh my God. The scary. No, the painted man. Going through everything. But on the on the bigger issue, I know our audience out here has that one movie that you watched. Um and it made you just go outside and do like you probably got numerous movies. I know I kicked the table before when Ninja Turtles came out, I kicked the table off my foot. Um, ninjas, go ninjas like three ninjas? Oh, oh no, 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 no. That's not the Ninja Turtles. Right. Yeah. Uh three ninjas was good because I had two brothers, so we could be Rocky Tum Tum and Colt. <laughs> Rocky love. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly like like you just talking about yeah, like you just talking about my life right now. Now we're showing that we are a men of a certain age because we like brought up three ninjas and the original teenage Ethan Ninja Turtles <laughs> and one scoop along with Robo and Princess Eve. <laughs> it's that fire. I want to watch Gremlins 2. <laughs> Alright, wait, 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 why 2 instead of 1? Man, 2 just was so cartoony and as a child, like, the first one was actually legit scary as a child. I was like, oh, these Gremlins or whatever, but the second one was like, come on, bro, you, you made electricity now? You made electricity? Get out of here. <laughs> there was only one, um, I think there's only all right. So the the, the all time scariest movie for me that I still want to watch to this day. It. Oh, we know they got a new one. I know, I'm not going to go. I am yeah. never. Yeah. I am never gonna. Like they all float down here. I still get goosebumps. Like I'm gonna be afraid. I don't even like talking about it. I, I'm still scared of clowns. I ain't gonna lie. It wasn't even I was scared of clowns. He was just so good at killing people. Like, I would have got. I would have fell for the balloon trick too. Like, ah, look at the balloons. I would have fell for that junk too. You would have killed me. I'd have loved balloons as a kid. Is that the one that said, uh, I thought it was going to be friends to the end? Yeah. No, that's Chucky. Chucky, oh. Yeah, man. that's yeah, Chucky. You, damn 80s movies, you ruined a lot for children. Like, kids like, are like, I never played with no Chucky doll. Like, no, sir. Like, if my buddy doll was just chilling. It now was like, no, 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 mom. You buy me that. Nah, yeah, I we can't. run away. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd run away from home. Yeah. You did this. Yeah. You did this. I can't stay in this house with that. <laughs> Is that a... Was that a... Black movie review. <laughs> I was a, not an official black movie review. <laughs> I know. I just Every time you every time you reference a movie, I'm just going to play that. Like, every time you go in... That, that, yeah, new rules. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, you go into one of your music, your, your movie... Uh, it is the summertime, you know. People want to watch the movies, and we just reminiscing on, on a time of a simpler, simpler, simpler times. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when only white men were presidents, and <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know any better. <laughs> right. Where, respect- where respectability politics was a real thing. Like, black people wanted you to be respected. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie, but that... That just kind of jumps into the show today. I, I think we got a lot on the show today. That was actually really good. Just like 
Yeah, we spent like seven minutes just talking well, about the damn intro was too. I know. <laughs> I, I started it at seven fifty nine. So we 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 actually and my clock on this. How does my how does your computer clock get two minutes slow? Like I don't even yeah. understand. Don't ever run off the. I have no. I. Wait up. But I just Wait know up. my. What what color is your computer? It's black, man. <laughs> Yo, hey, look, no, no, my, my my computer is actually three minutes slow. My 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 phone says eight ten. My computer says eight oh seven. Your computer on that PC, yeah. <laughs> every time, man. Every time, it's cra- it's crazy. Like it is, it is legit crazy. It's the craziest thing that that happens. Um, but. Let's just jump into your blackest moments if you if you have one. I don't know if you maybe I'll let you talk and I can <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Hard in these streets. man, we how you not have a how you not have well, a every, how every you not have a captivating story from being black in America. Every, every day is, is is black. I've had very astute conversations of blackness this over the past few weeks, but I can bring that up at a later time. But as far as like a blackest moment, yeah, I've been going, I've been going first like every week. Maybe oh, I need, oh, oh, maybe okay. I need some time to, maybe okay. I need some time to think about my blackest moment. Blackest moment then. On Sunday, something came back. Power on Stars Network, which is a black show uh, put together by Fifty uh, Cent, and I. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but the thing is, I chose. To watch that over the BET Awards, and you know that's like celebrating blackness and all that. And I was like, you know what? Owned by Viacom. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. This power. You know, I, I was disappointed, man. Like my whole timeline feed, nothing but people watching BET Awards. And I'm like, what? What? What world are we living in right now? Like, but. It gave me my blackest moment of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got all kinds of black moments. Oh. Well, I got some things going to BT was. You think we remind me that most of my timeline was all BT awards. Yeah, people, I got a lot of black friends out there. With a few people talking about Harry Potter turned 20. And I was like, God. <laughs> well, see, I've never been a person. I've never read any of the Harry Potter books and me never either. saw any other. I be trying to fake it. I don't even understand why. It's just too intense. They, I was, I was they like, be like, "What house are you? I'm black. I'm black. I'm, I'm in the I'm, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm I'm in the black house. The black. I think Ravenclaw black. The one with the black people. That one. <laughs> like, like, oh silly guy. You can you, all the houses are are multiracial. Nah, they nah, not. They never been multiracial houses. Nah, nah, uh, nah. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I just never got into it. I didn't even know it was twenty. Like that came out. I was like, 14, 15, like high school. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. I, Black I, people I don't read too. It. It, it was like when that came out, it was like I had a decision to make. I could be really into Pokemon or I could do the Terry Potter thing. I chose Pokemon. I said, I ain't doing both. I'm I old. did neither. <laughs> what the? Well, how did I miss this? Like, I didn't do oh, Pokemon. Your brother was yeah. deep on Pokemon. Yeah, like, like. My brother was deep on the Pokemon. I he, did not do. He's six years older than me. I did not do Pokemon. I did not do Harry Potter. Because I had a choice. Like, you had that same choice? Did I want to be a fucking cool kid in school? <laughs> As I started high school, did I want to be a fucking cool kid? Or did I want to be one of the Pokemon kids? <laughs> I chose being a fucking cool kid in high school. You could have done both. 
Oh. I don't know, man. My high school, my high school was hard out there, man. Yeah. The thing is, it's like funny when you think about it. You go get to see a black smoke with it. Double XL did doing their uh, freshman list on the music or not, and it. I know all the artists on the new list, but it makes me reminiscent of last year's list, which I thought was trash at the time, and now I'm like, maybe I was wrong comparatively. But I'm looking back at the old uh, freestyle and Lil Uzi Vert wearing a jean jacket with a damn young. On the back of it. You're like, a what? A Pokemon. Okay, you a just just Pokemon. refer to them all as Pokemons because nah, if you can, if you do a descriptive, know, if you do a descriptive Pokemon, like I'm not gonna know. Like I'm gonna give you that. Pokemon. I'm gonna give you this. No, no. I not watch the cartoons. I never played the game. Never watched the cartoons. Never read none of the books. Never collected trading cards. None of that. I had a choice. And it wasn't gonna be no damn Pokemon. We collect basketball cards. We played things. Pokemon cards had no. I was, I was, I was like, niggas giving up Michael Jordan rookie cards for like Pokemon for rare Pokemon. And I'm like, are these cards going to be worth more than Michael Jordan's basketball card? If you play tournaments, yes. Oh God. Okay. And <laughs> you got to play tournaments. And so my blackest moment. Like, did you? So I like Joe Budden. Like I like Joe Biden a lot. Like I like Joe Biden a lot. Not Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Like, Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the white version of Joe Biden. <laughs> older white. Right, guy. right. Older white version of Joe Biden. But you know, everybody kind of like posted that that YouTube link. But Migos joint. Yeah, but I got a lot of respect for Migos from this because cause clearly I thought Joe Biden would beat all three of them up at the same time. But they were really going to test them though. Like they was going to try them. And I was like, whoa, 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 Migos. Like, like y'all remind me of me as a college student. Like, dudes, I knew it was going to beat me up. But I was going to try to test you. And, 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 to, like, and to Migos' credit, they jumped in there. Like, they really jumped in there. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, Joe Budden going to beat all three of these dudes up if they let him fight. Like, savagely beat them up. Like, like it's not going to be... But I give him props, like, but I I see people like the younger kids are saying like, man, Miko's showing that they got them hands, and I'm like, no, Joe Budden would have savagely, the savagery of how Joe Budden would have killed these beat these dudes up, is something that I couldn't even describe. So I'm gonna give context to the the listeners out there. Uh, the BET Awards happened. Uh, the Migos were a part of a show, another show called Everyday Struggle. That stars Joe Button, Nadeska, and DJ Academic. I watch it every day. I ain't gonna lie. Um, and the Migos. Is it the show or the show? It comes on uh, YouTube. Oh, okay. It posts okay. on YouTube every day. Um, and apparently, Migos had beef with Joe because Joe Button completely disrespected Lil Yachty, as he should, because uh, Lil Yachty is trash. Mm-hmm. And they felt offense to that. Like, I'm, I'm more of a Lil Uzi Vert fan than a yeah, Lil Yachty fan. Yeah, yeah. Lil Yachty signed to the same level. Gotcha. As, as, uh, as Migos. Migos. Gotcha. And the Migos is a family. They always carry themselves as a very family. So they were being kind of standoffish to the point that they wouldn't even dap up Joe when they came sit on the set. And then, so if you look at the clip, Joe is not asking questions. If you watch the whole rest show, Joe's asking all the questions. 
But when it came to the Migos, he's asking none of the questions. But the, did you see the funny part when he kept asking? It was like it was like the Chappelle. <laughs> what? Huh? These, these are academic. Right. Like it. They were saying what? Wait, what? Uh-huh. So, huh? So these are academic. Doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. So, like, how you feel not being on Bad and Bougie, which is to this date Domingo's biggest hit? And Takeoff goes, I'm not off of Bad and Bougie. And DJ Agnew said, Huh? No, I, I really thought he couldn't hear him, though. No, he couldn't hear him. Right. He couldn't hear him. Like, I was on like that. Hey, he started like that. Atlanta dude. I just did Atlanta dude for you guys. Yeah, Atlanta yeah, local. Yeah. So he's right. He could not listen. But the fact as a viewer, you couldn't hear the audio. Right. It came off really disrespectful. And then Joe Button says, wrap this up. Wrap this interview up now. So it was like multiple Dave Chappelle skits going on. Yeah, I, I, I know. That, like decimated like one of the greatest moments in black history, right? <laughs> Like, this will go down as one of the greatest moments in black history because it was so many, like, there had to be a perfect storm of things. Like, one, as an interviewer, you don't ask the same person the same question three times in a row trying to get a response. Like, like you move on. Joe was right. Like, yo, like, wrap that up. Like, move on because you're not, you can't get the, uh, what? Say say it one more time. (laughs) But a good ear, good ear. So, props to DJ Academics because he was really trying. He was trying. And this DJ Academics, very first time on the red carpet doing this kind of thing. Um, and so, Joe was like, you're not going to come on my show and try to get up to kiss y'all ass when y'all doing a bad interview. And so, Joe's like, y'all a little too sassy to me. He said that multiple times, like, when you call grown men sassy. <laughs> no, why you, like, Joe, because I, Joe, Joe would savagely beat these dudes up, man. So, if you don't, if you get a chance to watch the we'll post it. Joe just gets up, does a, a legit mic drop, just drops that bad boy, and walks away. And so, Quavo gets up, Offset gets up, takes the off. The fact people that you know their from, names. People come from the back, like, yo, blah, 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 blah. My, my homie said it best, like, because they're wearing, like, some silk shirts looking right. like uh, the ruffled shirt from uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, or, or pirates. Oh, pirates, yeah. They're like, <laughs> dressed like pirates. <laughs> like, pirates. Like, like silk pirates. <laughs> yeah. It was like, no offense, got... Migos. I mean, silk piracy may be in right now. Well, my homie's like, oh, y'all about to unbutton y'all ruffles to school? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's, that's just a funny part, man. It's are gonna actually beat up Joe Button like this? This is just made for TV drama. I'm like, okay, so I get why people watch the BET Awards because if you could get these kind of train wrecks to happen, like, yeah, you do it, right? It is it, it like great. And then watching the show today, y'all check it out. Joe Button made a response. Oh uh, well, DJ Agnew was like, yo, when you drop the mic and turn your back on him, that was mad disrespectful, unprofessional. And Joe Budden was like, yes, it was. I was being disrespectful. I don't give two fucks about them dudes. I was like, oh, and, okay, Joe Budden. But that's the, that, that's the, that's why I know Joe Budden would savagely beat the guys up. Like, they would have to, like, pull him off of them 
and be like, yo, you got to stop beating these guys up because you know, Joe Budden got mental issues. Yeah, right for for a while. Like I made whole mixtapes about it and whatnot. But yeah, it's good good time. Y'all should watch the Daily Struggle. They had an interesting week last week being in LA. These academics was called a bitch by Vic Mensa. Nah, like I don't know any of these people that you name besides yeah. DJ Academics. Man, uh Vic Mensa's Chicago rapper, Kofi at the label Kanye. Uh not known to being a chief keep type of guy. You know, you know, those real street Chicago dudes like, oh, y'all doing stuff. You know more of like you kick with chance. Like, I'm right. not saying chance can't lay them hands, but I'm not gonna be scared if chance is upset with me. That's all I'm saying. But Vic Mistress came on that show, was like, you the bitch, I should smack the the mess out you right now. I'm like, you ain't said to me on my show. Right, like you, you gotta get off now. Like interview done. Like yeah, you off now. So yeah, that. So that's the rules. But if you come accosting or threatening me or Mister, uh, me or KP. Oh, you just gonna give me that, give me that, that, oh, that Mr. Mr. yeah, that Mister Nine. That's what's up, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I got, I got, I got a label. Oh. I actually do have a legit uh, blackest moment. A legit. Now, now I take it back. Thank you. So, it's summertime, and your boy is trying to stay physically fit. So, I joined a social flag football league, co-ed, whatever. And this was playoffs. So- playoffs? I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help. I couldn't resist. This is not a sports show, people. Yeah, but I couldn't yeah, resist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the potential to play three football games on uh, Saturday. You win one, you go to semifinals, win that, go to the championship. About fast forward four weeks ago, one of my partners. You're uh, going to stop. Huh? You're going to fast forward. Oh, rewind, rewind. Four weeks ago. Oh, okay. Stop rewind. it. Rewind. <laughs> you told me the outer pass. <laughs> you said I need to get on the inner loop of the outer pass. And I was like, what? What the hell? Hey, sorry. Don't know what be going on in his mind sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be a lot. Fast forward four weeks ahead. <laughs> so, rewind. Take it back. Take, Take it back. back. Take, Take it back. back. Four weeks. One of my uh, partners, you know, man of color, biracial. Well, but you saw him, you'd be like, he's black. Uh... Man, what? The qualifiers. If you saw him, he'd be black. He'd be one of us. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he'd be running for the laws too. Sure he so he got kicked out of the football game for just talking, literally talking. Like, you know, he played football, he scored touchdowns. Did he write he a stern that. letter to the to the organizers afterwards? No, no. no that the, like, that exactly. the, bi- did the other side of his biracialness say, hey, I'm going to write a stern letter to the. No, no. No, okay. not at all. Not at all. So, but all these basically was like, if you're going to throw a flag on me, I'm going to ask what's, what's, what's going on. And they was like, you out. You can ask about the flag on the sideline. And he was like, what the hell? What kind of game is going on? That seems a very legitimate thing to ask. If you're saying I like flag guarded or I pushed off when I scored a touchdown, I'm going to ask you about it. Like, what, where? When? If I didn't feel I did it. 
kick him out of the game. I come next week, he's out of town. We got the same rep. And he was like, what's the name of your team? I tell him the name of the team. He was like, oh, two of your players can't play because two people got kicked out of that game. And he was like, I'm like, oh, they're out of town. I was like, oh. And then he named them by name. We never said their names, but then he said it like he looked them up. And he was like, oh, they ain't even on the roster anyway. And they suspended this game too. I'm like, what the hell is up with this dude? So fast forward to the championship, he's wrapping our game. And he's putting all these rules. He's like, make sure you have your IDs. Make sure you're on the team. We're all re- registered up by this point mm-hmm. on the roster. Make sure you have your IDs. Only the captain can talk to the ref. If you talk any mess and shit talking, and it's football. Shit talking happens. You know, that's make part of football. I'll score a touchdown on you. I mean, that's all That's all part of my game. Like, I'm an <laughs> ineffective athlete without the ability to talk the whole time. I'm like a Gary Payton in the basketball court. Like, I'm talking trash the entire time. Yeah. So you talk, you like you out, whatever, blah blah blah. And so we already knew my man had a target on his back. So he's like, yo, he's like, you just be cool and we're we're, we're chill, we're gonna play. By the second game, we tired, whatever. Someone on the other team on the sideline said something. I don't even know what they said. And the ref says, Marshall, you are out. You're kicked off game. And I was like, he didn't say a word. And at that point, I was like, I got to fight for my boy. He ain't going to just kick him out of the game and he ain't doing nothing. I have never seen this man be So you flipped over a table and got kicked out too. Man, I really, I told Marshall, I, I like, yo, bro. The thing was, do you need me? Like I will, I will. Like I got, I, know, I got questions. I got I will, questions. Like, I, I will totally get kicked out of this game. I got questions right now. I got to make it worth it. <laughs> Do you think the ref was scared of you because you were black, black? Now I, I think he was scared of Marshall. If you know uh, people out there, Marshall, like Marshall, like, not no, not no yeah, small yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he's know what I'm like saying? Six three. Yeah, he's taller than me. Like six yeah. three, six four. Yeah, he ain't no little dude. He ain't no, he ain't no little dude. But did he, you feel like that he was playing because he thought Marshall I, I, was like? I think he just wanted to assert his power because it even came white to dude, point, right? Yeah, white dude, and it, it it bothered me a lot. Like he wasn't targeting me, but I was like, if you want to be a ref. You gotta be impartial. Why are you, you address? I know. So basically, all right. So you know, as a microcosm for. But, but let, let me tell you what he did further, because he didn't coach. He didn't rep our championship game. He made the championship. He put Marshall to the side, and was like, "You can't. You know, I just want to make sure you know you can't shit talk. You can't do this. You can't do that. They will kick you out. Just want to make sure that you understand me. Are you listen. Marshall didn't say a word to him. And he still trying to legislate that man's actions, and he wasn't even repping that championship game. And so why y'all just didn't fight him? Like I, I don't get it. Because we wanted, to, we wanted, to, we came for the championship. That's what it's here. And so we was like, okay, here's the plan. Beat him, look, I, I, without even saying words. When the championship is done, oh buddy, about to get. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know y'all should have been with his ass. That Joker was so ghost. 
Oh, that dude, he, he knew what was coming. He knew what was coming. That's so you own. sign, so here's what you do. Next year, you sign up a dummy team, right? You go to the game, you know he's going to rap that much. All you do is beat him up. Like, you beat him up real good. And then you just don't play in that league no more. <laughs> Ever again. Right. Like, you're going to get kicked out of the league, but you got to fight him. Like, you got to find out who he is. How does he know who you are? They don't give y'all, like, who officiates the game no, that no, or? I, I can get his name. I can get his information because no. he's flirting with our uh, other team captain, who's uh, the girl that put the whole team together. Now, is is Mark – no, Mark can't – but team sleeping with the girl that's the team captain that he likes and nah, causing nah, it. I don't think so. Okay. Man, so – it really almost almost put Marshall in that water. I'm like, yeah, no. like nah, like, stop it. Yeah. What really came down to it was white men doing what white men been doing for years. He mediocre as hell. He's a terrible rap. Terrible now, rap. Now, now he mediocre. Like, if he was no, throwing no, out no, no, if he was throwing out other people on, on the no, other he team, he's a white dude. He's a white dude off our team too. I, all right, that's what I'm saying. But I'm talking about like, if he does, he throw people off every team. Uh, to, the, to my knowledge, we're the only team that he's thrown people out, uh, out of the game. Okay. I'm just trying to get some context. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. I'm trying get to get some context. broader context because you know, you know, like some like we do take like things are personal. We do take things personal, and it's personal, and it's done because. But he just one of them dudes. He like the dude that he, that's like that. the like the weakest pledge person in, in your process. He that dude. Yeah. Like, he tried to be the hardest. Like, when he played to somebody else, he doing shit that ain't, ain't never happened to him on, on no level while he was, like, crying when he was online or yeah. something like that. He's that dude. Okay, I got it. And, and I guess it's a twofold for me. It was one, that he could be that dude, which is terrible no matter what race you are. I can't stand your ass. And then I think when you assert your white privilege into it, where you and your white male patriarchy privilege, where you can't listen to feedback and change mm. when our team captain's like, yo, you're doing blah, 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 and you're not making any changes. Right, right. And to the point, like, getting upset, like, even the other team, when the other team has to defend us, like, what are you doing? They didn't do anything wrong. We're having fun. Chill. And he's like, nah, they have to understand. Like, oh, yeah, he's he had all the game. Like he like an overseer, like yeah. And like, which nah, reminds he... me of what white man been doing. <laughs> Just want to grasp more right. of his power. So I good good. Well, not really a great transition, but uh, I I don't know if you know, but today it's like four years since the Trayvon Martin case, like started. And I I was on my I was on my little Facebook memories, and they was like you know today, and I wrote this whole. Yeah, I wrote I wrote this whole spiel about um when the when the case started, I wrote this whole spiel. It was actually it was good. Like yesterday, I'm sorry, yesterday, June twenty-sixth. And I was like, uh, you know, this is the same so to give you context of what was going on, Barack Obama had just signed in um um marriage equality. There's a whole bunch of Supreme Court things that were going on right then, you know, the marriage equality type thing had just gone to the Supreme Court. And in the midst of uh, all the Supreme Court, and this is a straight from the midst of all the Supreme Court decisions being handed down. This is four years ago. This is June 26, 2013. Um, I'm in the midst of all Supreme Court decisions being handed down. 
there's one trial that every black man should not lose sight of. Right now, the trial that will determine whether the value of a black man's life has more value in the eyes of society than it did 60 years ago. Trayvon Martin is our generation's Emmett Till. Nearly 60 years ago, the value of the black life, the value of a black life was meaningless. How far have we come? The state of Florida versus George Zimmerman will tell the story. Chilling, huh? Like, I wrote that four years ago, and they proved that in 60 years, like, the value of a black life has not, like, there has been no gain in value. It's a zero, zero sum. Zero sum. Like, not, nothing has been gained in the eyes of, of white people, especially when it were in regards to the, to the judicial system. And I think, you know, just reflecting on that case, I really wanted to, I should have, I should have told you, like, just having a moment to reflect on the case, I had some time to reflect on it. You know, that was when, like, that was the moment when, like, respectability politics went out the window for me. Like, that was the moment when I was like, that's, that's stupid. Like, sitting here trying to shock and job for these, for these white folks and, and, you know, get your education and, and, and do right and, and wear your pants on your waist and, and all that stuff, like they snuffed out an innocent boy's life. And like that, that's when it all went out the window for me. So I, you know, I wrote the other day, I was like, that was the moment when my pro-respectability, because I used to be all pro-respectability politics. I was like, man, look at these niggas acting like niggas. You know what I'm saying? And I, I used to be like, I used to be that dude. Like if you, like the, the money's out there, like white people gonna let us get this money if we, you know, we just do it, we got to do it. Like, but that was the moment where it just like it, the the light switch came on. I was like, you know, this is the moment where uh, my pro respectability politics view of America changed when this young man was killed and his killer was allowed to go free, and we had to watch every aspect of this young man's innocent life be demonized. You know, four years ago, this was the this was the this was day one of Trayvon Martin's trial, Black Lives Matter. Um, so it's a to me, it's just an interesting thought because now I think about all like like here's the thing: George Zimmerman wasn't even no police officer. I know. Like he had no he had no moral authority to do what he to take this man's life. And so then this whole thing about stand your ground, right? And I, I went back and I was trying to do some research before the show and the number. Of, so there's been at least. 15 black men who have been black men and women who have been denied stand your ground laws with varying outcomes like like using deadly force but they didn't like uh, kill somebody or something like that like and they've been denied stand your ground defenses you know if you look at the the I, that was the lady who shot at her abusive uh, at, yeah. yeah she just got out of, she just got out of jail like they just were able to get her stuff it's, it's always too Set of rules. There's two sets of rules. Mm-hmm. Something like the Second Amendment doesn't apply to us. Like, I literally watched a video where a police officer approached and the man, uh, it, it's tell uh, the driver license, driver's license plate mm-hmm. uh, light was out. That's why he got pulled over. That's a violation, misdemeanor, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he gave him his license and his concealed carry license. Mm. Because that's what you should do. Right. That's part of the law. I mean, that just puts them on. That just puts them on. But but you're supposed to say that. You're supposed supposed to say, officer, I have a handgun in the car. And he was like, okay, can you get out of the car? And he's like, no, I'm not getting out of the car. You have a warrant or something? Like, just take my license. And all that. 
Like you, you know, woman you, in the woman on the other side, like go go a ham on him. Boy, you gotta love you some black women more, huh? but they will get you killed. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, most of us would have just got out of the car. But at the, but why? Most, but most white people don't don't, and they don't have to. And, why do you have to search my car? And talk back and talk back like nah, give me my ticket so I can leave. I tell you the story all the time when I was riding around with some of my white colleagues. He was coming back from Houston. We was driving from Houston to Dallas, and he got pulled over, and he just was going in on it. Just give me my fucking ticket, man. Like, and I'm sitting in the car like, like, yeah, like, I'm praying for everybody, right? And he's just like, give me, just give me my fucking ticket. Like, this is bullshit. Like, I thought he was going to crumble the ticket up and throw it back at the officer. And I was like, bruh. I was like, can you please stop? Can just chill. Like, like, calm down. You got one of me's in the car, and that makes... That can make this situation go terrible. And he's like, nah, you you good. This cop is being a dick. He's being an asshole. And like, I'm like, he's standing right there. He's, sta- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's standing yeah. right there. I'm just going to pretend like I'm asleep now. <laughs> yeah. It, it, which is like, uh, the thing that's like frustrating being a black person. Like, I can legit have a gun, own it. Did everything properly. That's what happened with Philando Castillo. And then you are like, I need to search your car. And I'm like, why? Don't I have a right to to See, carry a weapon? Right, legal. So why do you need to search my car? If you pull me over for speeding or a busted taillight, give me the ticket for that. But I don't feel the need mm-hmm. to get out of my car because now I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe at all, officer. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they like the. the I don't know, man. Like now, it's like I'm trying to have like, the confidence, but I'm just like, nah. If I, like, I like, how do you? Every time you get pulled over, you gotta be thinking about how you gonna play it. Yeah. And it all depends on who walks up to the window. You know what I'm saying? But but it's to me, I'm like, why we gotta? Like, we just gotta be walking on eggshells. It's like the most, I think it's the most mentally abusive thing that happens to black people. Like the biggest thing of a trauma that happens to black people, period, is when they get, like their interactions with cops. And the, the, the trauma that comes from like fearing an interaction with cops. Yeah. Uh, so I think, but in the bigger picture, like looking back on, on, on Trayvon Martin, it, it really was this generation's Emmett Till. Like, like, you know, we had a boom in, the, like, the civil rights movement kind of took off after the Emmett Till murders and, and, at the, and after the Emmett Till was murdered. And I feel like the movement for Black Lives and Black Lives Matter really just, like, you know, was created out of that. Uh, and it kind of took off because of that. And then it's like, I don't want us to go another 60 years and not see any progress. You know, I, I was comparing two articles where um, police shot this dog. And they found that they was like they the the family sued the police officers like in a civil case um, for shooting the dog. They got awarded one point two five million dollars. Michael Brown only got one point three. Philando Castile, what one one like uh, uh Philando got two, two. Someone and some family got three. Tamir got three. But but the dog gets one point four. Yeah, like that's, that's the. Crazy. That's the that's the part that so we we just above dog in white people's eyes. Like there's dog, black man, black family right here. 
And then you saw like the um they passed this law right? and instead of it being a law about profiling, not taking people to jail for smoking cigarettes in their car and all that other stuff and like like using it for police training, they was like making sure people who are suicidal get the right help they need when they're get when they've been arrested. So the Sandra Bland law that's named after Sandra Bland, everything that Sandra Bland had to go to, the law is that suicidal, the Sandra Bland law means if they think you're suicidal, we just going to watch you more to where you don't kill yourself. Well, they're still trying to say it's suicide. Bruh. And I'm like, Texas, like, really? What the, what the fuck, Texas? Like, what the fuck? Like that's the Sandra Bland law, and I, and you know all the legislators was like, I was like, why would y'all put her name on this? Why would y'all allow her name to be attached to this? Family said it's like disgraceful. So take, you do not give them the ability to use because it started off as a robust piece of legislation of police reform. By the time it got to a passable version, it was stripped down of all the language that needed to to happen to prevent something like that to prevent another Sandra Bland. That was taken out of it. And then it was just discussing like mental health, how they address mental health in the prison system and in, in county jail system. And I'm like, this is what this is where we are. This is twenty seventeen. This is Trump's America. Man, it, it, Here it, we it's are. Beginning to that. Um I, I'm gonna bring up a couple of points. Hopefully I keep everything straight. Going back to Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin was the very first not the very first time, but it put the stamp that every black person is a thug, is a gangster. And I remember when they tried to push that narrative, and I was like, when did thugs ride horses and snowboard? I ain't met a thug who ever left their damn neighborhood, let alone And now Skittles is the new Skittles is the new the, the the candy of choice of thugs. I just fucking love Skittles. Marshawn Lynch, see Marshawn Lynch did that. Like they think Marshawn Lynch a thug, but Marshawn Lynch graduated from smartest graduated from Cal. Like you don't go to Cal Berkeley and, and be bullshit. Like you, they don't you like the way you talk. Yeah, you can't walk in. You can't walk into Cal. Like you can't just we nearly get into Cal. Like you gotta have grades. Like. Like the the two people that they say are the are the quote unquote thugs, Deshaun Jackson, graduate of Cal, Marshawn Lynch, graduate of Cal. And when I say Cal, I'm talking about University of California, Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. those two guys that are ultra thug guys, both college graduates of one of the most prestigious like one of the, like think tank schools in the in the country, known for its liberalism. And so, I'm gonna say it like this. I think a lot of the issues that are coming to the forefront are the repercussions of having a black president. In the immortal words of Tupac, who just, you know, had movie just came out, America ain't ready for a black president. Like, I think they're capable of electing one, because we did twice, but they weren't ready. Yeah. They They didn't realize the internal shit that even, like, the most liberal people they didn't realize their cousin was freaking the hell out. Right, right. And and doing stuff that they, they never thought they would do. I was listening to Freakonomics, and y'all listen to your podcast. This is really good information out there. 
but they were breaking down uh, Google searches on just purely racist terms, looking up the N-word. And the counties that had the higher, the largest uh, searches for it in what period of time. The largest one was after President Obama. It was a spike when President Obama won. I was breaking Katrina happened. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Oh, you just want to look up N-words, F-tat? When we drowning and dying in the city? That's what you want to do? Or when we try to celebrate our first president, like, N-word this, N-word that. And they found out that the locations of these, biggest is West Virginia, followed up by Western Pennsylvania. You know what's crazy? Eastern uh, West Virginia has, like, a Democratic governor. That don't mean they ain't racist. That's true. That that's true. Because remember, the base of the Democratic Party are union workers. Union workers don't necessarily strike me as being the most pro-black people. Well, th- no, it's union, yeah, union workers. It depends who you in. Right, no, union workers are usually, you know, they're usually decent on the. Um... Oh yeah, they'll let you in. You just ain't gonna be able to run shit. That's all. Right. I mean, they gone. Okay, Virginia voting history. They gone. Republican in 2000, 2004, being black, he lost two percentage points. Counties that had never voted Republican, well not never, but like 60, 70, 80 years of not voting Republican, were now like, ah, we're Republican now. I can't vote for that guy. Right. I can vote for John Kerry, but I can't vote for him. And John Kerry was lame. Lame, 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 lame. But that, that was back when smart white man, there was a value on smart white man being in office. And then you just saw the continuous. So then it was like, I don't know. Like, okay, I have a, I have a, a affection for the second Bush now that I probably didn't yeah. have as a, as a, uh, when I, cause I, I, that was like my first, my first election, you know, uh, yeah. when he, when he faced Al Gore, you know, I don't think anybody thought he was gonna. I, I mean, the thing is, it was like all like this is all a dream. When Al Gore lost, no one thought he was gonna lose, and he didn't lose. Technically. Right, he won the popular vote, and he probably won in Florida too. But Al Gore doesn't have any cojones, and so he didn't try to the the to dispute the election and like just do a recount in Florida, unlike Claire. Claire and Frank Underwood, like Frank and Claire Underwood would have done it. Uh-huh. Man, Spoiler shoot, alert. shoot, they would have killed some people. <laughs> right, like, like they would, they would. Oh, 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 you thought you won, huh? Oh, but, you had a serious heart attack. But I think that's a that's the bigger. Like, all right, we get it. We know people ain't gonna vote for you just because you like, cause just because you're black. Like, people ain't gonna save your life. People not gonna ride for you. People not gonna call out injustice when you're black. They're not gonna do anything when you're black. I, I feel like the way. Why white people protect their own. Yeah. Like to a level that, you know, we could like and they got mad at us for not convicting OJ. Yeah. 
But it was like, oh, you don't like you don't like them apples, huh? You don't like and look, the woman, the jury lady on the I know you seen all OJ, yeah. the jury lady called saying was like, like, gotcha bitch. <laughs> like like, like Right, like like you knew we was gonna let him. Like all of like that Rodney King stuff that happened, like all the shit that went down, oh, OJ was gonna be innocent. Wow, those jurors swayed a whole jury. Like they, those black jurors in there got the entire jury pool to convince that he was not guilty because they took a stand. They drew a line in the sand and said that nigga wasn't. That if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. So I, I think that that's that's a as we look at it, you know, four years later and and we talk about like everything that's happened. Like this has been a traumatic four years for black people. Uh, like we lost Obama, we got Trump. The the backlash from the Obama um, administration to the Trump. We were watching Donald Trump like undo every meaningful step that this country took forward, and and operate with this autonomy that they would never have given Barack Obama. And you know that's a whole conversation yeah. that we could spend hours on. And I, I think the the bigger thing about white America, and they will have to make amends with themselves as they continue to screw themselves over. They're not going to make listen, amends with themselves, no, no, so no, that's the no, thing. No, they don't care. They'd no, rather no, die. They'd rather no, scorch her. Listen, once all them damn baby boomers pass away, and the, these optimistic Man, No, you sound like, you sound yeah, like white yeah. people. Like, you really sound like white people right now. Uh, no, I'm, I'm Because gonna, every time I challenge a white person to talk about, to talk about race and race, and they're like, all, all we gotta do is wait for the older people to die. No, no, that's what their kids said. Their kids, the baby boomer kids said, we're just gonna wait for all those, those people to die. I never owned slaves. I love people of color. My next door neighbor used to be a person of color until I moved out the neighborhood because it became too diverse. As as a millennial, I don't think they would screw themselves over for the simple reason why all these older white people who voted for Trump for the simple reason that he is anti Barack Obama. And that's what we call like anything that black man stood for. That's what there's all these articles saying how I voted against the ACA because the black man had it. But now I'm like, holy shit. Well, I mean, they about to give me this. Is, but hey. here's but that, it, the thing is, they're living in they 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 rather waddle and shit than let the world see them work a shovel. You got to understand, the white man is the laziest man in America. Like, I sound like I sound like an honorable Elijah Muhammad. Like like Malcolm X. The white man is the laziest man. Like when is the when is the white man ever done anything like putting enough hard work to do something? Like they 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 took the boats over. They 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 did all the travel. They coordinated they coordinated the travel of Africans to the from from Africa to the to the uh, to to the to the Americas. But I I think the other aspect of it is like you're talking about. Them just like oh, we just let everybody die off, and then racism won't exist, or or you don't know no, because this thing is driven by money too. And and one thing I know, look, more than white people like being bigots, they like being rich, because mm-hmm. then they don't have to deal with any of it if they don't want to. Yeah. Then you get in the right, you get in a real ancillary, you get in a real bubble when you're rich when you're a rich white person. And if you're a rich black person probably because you're a celebrity, so they want to be around you. So, exactly. Because you're a novelty to them. You're like, you're, you're a novelty. You're a novelty. Yeah, you're a novelty item. So, I think the... I I just... 
don't I can't necessarily agree with this whole millennials are just gonna do it because if I look at the demographic, if you look at the demographic of young white voters, they they all went for Trump. Like these young white voters, these young high school educated, white high school educated. Uh, but that's the biggest voting block. That's the bigger voting block. Uneducated white folks. Well, I mean, I don't want to say having a high school diploma makes you educated or uneducated. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I think that there's a lot of highly functioning people who only have high uneducated. I just feel like they're not, maybe not prepared for the workforce. And, you know, being black and not having a college degree is like, now you got to be black. Like, I'm looking at like, man, maybe I got to go back and get this master's degree because right now I'm about to get, if I ever went back to the, to the working for somebody, I'm out there, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, 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 I just got a bachelor's degree. They're like, nah, player, we'd rather hire this white dude with a high school diploma or this black person or this black woman with a master's degree. Like, where do you fit in right now? So I was um, like, I, I challenge the fact that like, that's why I think that's why we've been avoiding conversations about race for so long, because you're always just waiting on the racist to die. And you become racist, like you become one of the biggest in the races while you're waiting on the racist to die. And that's just what happened. There was an event that was a paradigm shift. There were two events that were a paradigm shift in this country. Barack Obama being elected president, where you got to see your parents, you got to see how your parents really felt about black people. And then once you felt like your parents felt like that, then you're like, okay, well, it's, it's, it's cool for me to feel like that. You know, like, like, like at least, at least all, my parents always have my back. You know, they'll still continue to support me. And then you had Donald Trump being elected as president, which was a, that backlash. So these are two paradigm shifting events where white people were like, we're going to take this country back. Like, like that's a slogan that the 67%, percent, 70% of white people that voted for Donald Trump are, are are working under like that's a lot of people that gotta die. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two million, and it's already passed on to it's already passed on to that next generation because the eighteen to twenty-two demographic they voted for him too. Yeah. So so the challenge is to have the conversation, the tough conversations about race because die them dying is not an alternative. Some kind of way, racism and passing on white supremacy is a gift that keeps on giving. Like it never goes away. Strong for 400 years. Exactly. Like it never goes away. It never goes away. Let's change the subject. So, <laughs> unless you had something, unless you had something. Just, you brought up a point just about never really lifting a hand and not doing the work. And I've been really thinking about slavery, slavery as a whole. You know, the thing that white people don't like to talk about. And it's a very strong reason why they don't want to talk about it. Because when you think about it, slavery existed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years until Europeans got their little grubby mitts on it and made it somewhere where they was like, holy shit, this is incredibly evil. We can never do this again. And when we now when we think about slavery, we think about the subjugation of people by white people. When it used to be Everybody's involved. Right. Now is white people and they can't live that down. But yeah. you did that shit. Right. Right. Like, like, like I'm saying, and I know slavery as a concept is terrible. No one wants to be a slave. But I find it incredible with a historically scope with a historical scope mm. that it existed thousands of years. 
Mm-hmm. And the Bible would say, get rid of slavery. It's like, now some of y'all slaves, be good to your masters. You know, some of y'all are bad masters, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's the way, way it could trouble sometimes. Sometimes it's safe, sometimes it's not. And, but when it came to America, it was like, nah, <laughs> we got to stop this. It's not cutting people's arms off. You're destroying families. You're raping people. You're not treating them as humans. You are evil. Mm-hmm. And you, like, I don't even remember reading. Well, the thing is, in, sl- in the Bible, slaves were still human. Yeah. In America, we became property. Yeah. Similar to cows and like we were worse than cows, right? Like because they let the cows never kill a cow, right? Like you know you're not slaughtering it. Well, you slaughter the cow for the for, for the, for the meat, meat, meat and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, I just you know like I I I get I get your point. Yeah, that that is a that is a good context. People always talk about why I'm, why why I major in history. I'm like because you get to have fascinating discussions about that. You get to look at the context of something over a wide range of of, of time frames and and through different eyes. And but but here's the other thing about about um, American slavery slavery and colonization and all the other stuff. White people owned it as one of their greatest achievements, though. Like it's not it's not a dark shame for them. It's not a dark shame for them because that's how they got all their money. Like like they they'll tell the story of when their ancestors came to this country, and and like made something out of nothing, became successful planters. And you know, and we had to use slave labor, but you know, our our ancestors treated the slaves. That slavery was wrong. It was like, well, but we treated our slaves good. Like, huh, like, uh-huh. like all sla- like slavery just wrong. You treated the slaves good. That's just like, that's just like saying like, uh, um, your pimp was home. Right. I, I, yeah. I treat. I treat all my yeah. I treat all my. Yeah, I treat all my hoes good. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Exactly, bro. Uh, but that's the. But that is the that is and, the and being more historically minded is a really good book by Neil Painter called The History of White Folk. And even with the people that you would say white people were slaves too and indentured slaves, look at the group that y'all made indentured servants. You made Irish, who at one point most wasps thought Irish were the link between black people and white people. They didn't even consider the Irish white. They would even call Irish people niggas because they were like, you ain't white. They did the same thing with Italians. They did the same thing with Polish people. A lot of people weren't considered white that you right. kind of think about now. Right, cultural. right. No, I got to that point in the, in the book where they were talking about like how, how like this, this um, the word Caucasian, the evolution of the word Caucasian, the evolution of European descent. Yeah. Like, like oh, it's not enough of us to be standing out here on our own, let's hit this European descent thing and bring us all together. Yeah. Like, bring us all together. All right, Irish guy, you can be white now. Italian. Yeah, you, you can, can be, be white, white now. Yeah, bring it in. We need right. numbers. We need, we need people that's going to hate black people. Like, let me just, like, yeah, like, yeah I hate and, all these people of color. And, and you put them together. But you wasn't really enslaving. Right. But, but here's the thing. How did, so when white people come with that narrative of, like, oh, the Irish were slave, they worked their way out. It's like, Y'all, y'all start treating them like humans. Like, like that's the that's the thing. You started valuing their lives and giving them rights and giving them access to capital and access to wealth and access to education. And yes, they work their way up from their slavery condition. But you don't do that for black people and, or people of color. But, but it's funny. But think about it like this: Irish people, Italian people. 
were still very strongly Irish and Italian, they still treat them either like hooligans or gangsters. They don't respect them. Like the average white person don't respect them still to this point. See, I don't, I don't, but not on the level of no black man. Yeah, yeah, because they gave some of their humanity. Right. But they're now a cartoon character and a kind of like, gotcha. oh, like they no just crazy, get, no they crazy just Italians, they might kill you. You know, hey, the virus going to fight you. And they're all Trump. And they're all, you know what I'm saying? Right, but then that doesn't translate into Irish and Italians getting shot and killed by police. That's the... That's I, don't know, I don't know their numbers. Okay. I, I agree with you. Right. I, I, I that, agree with ain't you. No cop, I, I don't ain't, ain't no cop got on here talking something. He pulled over this white Irish man and he feared for his life. They never made like like hey, like they they turned they turned Mike Brown into super nigga <laughs> with all the super nigga powers and they turned Bond into super nigga right and and but like they like the Irish person will never turn into the Hulk or no like like that like like yeah. nothing so uh, I've been into the narrative I ain't messing with no damn Irishman okay because <laughs> I like I said I I just I just fear for my life when I'm around white people all the time. Like, cause you just know they're unpredictable. They're unhinged and unpredictable. Like, the spells are the scariest people. Like, people talk about, you know, radical Islamic terrorists. I'm gonna talk about radical Christian terrorists, also known, aka the white man. And <laughs> and uh, Sean King wrote something that I thought was very poignant. He was like, if we're gonna ban any terrorists, like we need, like you wanna have a a, a Muslim ban or banning terrorists, like. We should start with white males. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, ooh, ooh, that touched my soul. That touched my soul, brother King. That touched my soul. But let's, I don't know, like, we're gonna jump into. We got a couple. Okay, we just hit the nine o'clock threshold. Uh, so we got about, you know, about ten minutes or so before we, before we have to wrap this thing on up. But I just wanted to talk, like, I, you know, I have never. So a good friend of mine became an internet hashtag, <laughs> <laughs> and that like the, the craziest thing is, um, I I just had never seen it up close and personal, like to where like now you know I have a, a messaging feed with some of my chapter brothers and we just be like we be using the hashtag like now it's part of the lexicon of of, of hashtags and so. You know, if you have an opportunity to have a hashtag called because of troll bait, and I'll give you context. Um, so, at, social media is crazy. So there was a sex tape leaked out from one historically black college university um, that, you know, show. And, and I'm like, people make, like, sex tape to me, not a big deal. We make sex tapes all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like now we're in an age where people just want to record shit. Just yeah, to record. It's America, you know right? he, he live our life online. Right, he was a senior level administrator. Like you know he was married. It was kind of like it's messed up. You know like and I don't know if she's still a student. Was a student. Um, so you know tape gets leaked. You, you knew it was gonna happen. Anytime you make those, you make it with the expectation that people are gonna see it at some point. Is that really what people think? I I think so now. I think now you can't unless you're the unless you're the content unless you own the content. So, <laughs> all right, I just want to pause and you go get back to your story. Remember, like, people, like, said pick for themselves and all that? Mm-hmm. Anytime I even slightly ever thought about that, I was like, if I do this, then I can't be president. 
and that used to be my motivation of not doing things. Uh, and now I'm like, nah, you can you can be president still. Like you I, can be all right. I still remember the euphoria I felt the first time I ever received a news. <laughs> you know, I'm almost getting to this, man. Yeah, <laughs> you do that. I mean, did you not get that? The first time you opened up that message. Oh. Right. And it was all pixelated and stuff. And it was like, because I, I can't, I can't even put it like I just, I know the person. I'm still friends with the person to this day. Yo, all right. We're going to get back to where these Right, yeah, because all you Because I remember the first time I got it, and they was like, yo, come through. Like, I had met them online on the thing, uh-huh. and I thought to myself, is this worth getting robbed? No! <laughs> come through, Jesus! Come through! Because I, I was really like, I'm about to go ahead and drive, <laughs> figure this out. Man. Hopefully, hopefully it ain't set up. <laughs> I I just say that I had that Sprint phone, the ready link, and pick the message and boop, 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 was like, whoa, this just happened. Like, <laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life. And that's probably the only, that's the only one I haven't that I, <laughs> I thought I haven't shared. Like, the only one that, like over, the, over the time period of where I was in my, I get nudes, nudes phase, you know what I'm saying? That probably was like the one, the, one, the rare one that's that. Oh, the homies. Okay, I hope no one. I hope no one that's listening to this show that's that sent me nudes and then know that I may have showed some people. But that's why you send them. Just send them with the expectation that people are going to show, especially if they're good nudes, right? Okay, I'm getting back, 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 back to what I need, back to what I needed to say. Um, but yeah, I, the evolution of becoming a hashtag and then getting drugged for over the course of two days on social media just being drugged and like to the point where you were like being defensive so so she created this whole post about after the sex tapes were released um they started a hashtag don't ask me about uh that school yeah that's cool which i may have put i put in the i put in the, the whole description for the episode <laughs> so so, so they, they description that's cool so all the alumni was saying nothing but like really like just reminiscing on their college experience and like everything that they were putting in their college experience, you know, like, I guess it, it could, it's unique to their college and their experience, but you know, some of the stuff is just unique to college in, in general. Like every college struggles with financial aid, every college struggles with, with uh registering classes, classes getting dropped like that. I don't think that's a unique experience to, to HBCU or to that school in, in general. Like that's a, that's not a qualifier for, like that happened to P at PWIs all the time, right? Um, but she wrote this elaborate post talking about how uh, you don't put all the bad stuff. We need to change the narrative on HBCUs and and y'all putting all that stuff on there about you know all this negative stuff. Like that's why you know white people look at our schools like I'm like oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was like oh no. I got read the post and I was like. Like even if I felt that way, I wasn't writing. I wasn't writing about it. And the people from that university, which is based in my hometown, they came for her with the savagery of, of uh, that that Boondocks episode where they're talking about like the story of Catch Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> and Uncle Ruckus was talking about the Negro savagery. That's how they came. She came in in that hashtag. It went viral. It got picked up by a couple of publications, 
and we'll just go from there. Like I, I hope, and the discussions that I had. So you know, I know, I know the young lady. You know, went to school, like went to school in the same city she was, or was in college in the same time she was in school. So you know, it sucked, but I just had to recuse myself. Like I couldn't defend her because I didn't want the southern people to come after me. So I hit that Homer Simpson like back in the in the grass, but we all had a really big like it was just a really good laugh about it. It's a really good laugh about it. But I, I'm gonna leave it alone because we went it went on so parallel, so many parallels. But <laughs> moral to the story: don't come to Southern University ever, 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 ever. So we got you got a couple minutes. Black movie review. <laughs> and so we come with the review. And it's basically saying sorry to Mr. Nate Parker. I'll, okay. Uh, well, well, I'm gonna let you finish because we can't say sorry. We can't. Totally right. We can't apologize to Nate Parker. Because you did what you did. Right. We can't but apologize. I want to say this: the information about you was available publicly for years, and we didn't regard it until you made a movie that was extremely important. This was public. We didn't say shit during the Great Debaters. We didn't say shit during Red Tails. Man, he was in all these black movies. Yeah. He's like a black movie. He's black, like an influential, black important movie. black movie all-star. Yeah, not those yeah. booty movies. Bullshit black movies like right. He's a black movie all star like Red Tails. Like, like like I studied how to make movies from Denzel and Spike Lee. Yeah. From the black film like I'm making important black films. I'm not doing Tyler Perry bullshit. All this information was available. He got the stamp from Spike. He got the stamp from Denzel. And there's some other movies I've watched of his. I just can't think of all the names. But those two came to mind first. He makes a movie about Nat Turner which took some black man magic to get a movie. Right, like we was hyped about it. And then, hyped. And then it, it, it got 17.5 million uh, bought. It was sold for 17.5. Mm. Like he had to raise 8 million on his own accord to get the shit done. Showed it at Sundance and him, his movie and like Manchester by the Sea, which would end up winning an Oscar, was supposed to be both Oscar based. And they both got bought. But his movie, due to his past, which once was scanned, was widely available for years and years and years, hindered people from going to watch that movie. Now, should it have hindered him? Maybe, but I think it should have hindered him a long damn time ago. Right, but I think, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, when you get access, like, okay, so we watched a lot of Bill Cosby stuff. Yep. yep we still do. Still watch the Cosby show, Different World. All that stuff today, but I have a hard time. I'm, I'm a little bit more uncomfortable while watching it now. True. Like I, I'm very uncomfortable watching the Cosby Show. Different world, not so much. But Cosby Show, like very much. Like I own box set DVDs of the Cosby Show, and I just, I just sat there and well, like I, I almost cried because I was like, these are worthless to me now. Like these are useless to me. So, but w- because I got that access to information, so it's to me it sucks because like we boy like. Personally, I didn't go see it in the movie theater. Like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go pay you to see it because I was like, yo, like, we got to stand with victims of sexual assault. Like, like, and I'm here and letting, like, like, is that giving a pass to race? So it was, it was a very conflict. But me and you took the time. Well, 
watched the movie. We watched the movie. And the movie was good. And it's one of the best. It's, oh, it's man. well shot. It's well paced. It's well done. It's well directed. The story is the story is the amazing. Everything is good. Like it is it is on a roots type level of storytelling. Like I recommend everyone to watch this movie. It is on HBO on demand. I don't know if he's gonna get any money for it anymore. But we should start a GoFundMe for all the people who didn't vote and buy his movie. He raised eight million of his own money. He sold it for seventeen point five. He got his money. True. As far as he's concerned. But the story could have been like the story should have been like that's a that's a story. So there's only a couple movies that my mom has made me go see. Like 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 made me watch. Roots had to see it. Every time it came on TV, Malcolm had X. had to see it. Malcolm X had to see it. Boys in the Hood. Because like that was that was when they hyped up that that crime narrative and like Boys in the Hood had that message from from it. Boys in the Hood. Mom was like, like I remember the church, the church group talking about how it was an impactful, influential movie for young black men at the time. And but after that, I was kind of like old enough to go see whatever I wanted to go yeah, see, yeah. see afterwards. But those are the movies that like I like. Uh, what was the other movie that they? Uh, Ali, another movie we all went and saw at Christmas. Uh, yeah, so it was like that was like one of those movies where your parents was like, you're not not gonna go see this movie. Yeah. And this the story of Nat Turner. It just gives you so many ideas of how slavery destroyed families, destroyed the human psyche, and how to this day, even though white people tried to destroy his legacy, literally destroy him, chopped him up into pieces, and made him into furniture and luggage and trinkets. And they made the story, so the story of Nat Turner that's told in the history book was that you know he led a he led a, a one of the largest you know slave rebellions that actually killed successful the, slave yeah rebellion. yeah yeah but you know was it that successful we we comparatively um I think it was successful in the fact that he got to murder like that sounds very psychotic yeah. and serial killerish but I'm like in that time like you had to like that was the only way get had give me liberty or give me death. You know, there was a lot of Americans that killed a lot of British people for their freedom, right? A lot of British people, a lot of Indians, a exactly. lot of French people, a lot of Spanish people. So, right. So they they ain't talking about, like, they, they didn't whitewash that. They taught that. That's like a freedom struggle. You know, they didn't teach us Nat Turner in the context of freedom struggle. They taught us Nat Turner in the context of that's not the right way to do it. That's a crazy play. Yeah, like, that's not the right... Like that's not the right like like they taught us Nat Turner and Denmark BC like oh that's not the right way to do it like 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 then we we go right from slavery to like Abraham Lincoln freeing the slaves and then like introduce white savior. Well, they had another successful slave rebellion, but I guess they don't talk about the successful ones as much, and that's the Stono Rebellion. Right, right. They said don't talk about that one. Right, no, no, and then yeah, like that because it was it was highly successful. Barbwise and stuff, uh, barbs are still on houses in Charleston. Like, nah, 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 we ain't doing this shit again. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the, um, but, but you know, in school, like, when you think back of how you were taught, if you were even taught Nat Turner. about Nat Turner, he's a crazy man. You know, it, it was like he, he would suffer from, like, delusions. And, and the thing is, they made it seem like he suffered from delusions that made him go out and kill these white people. No, this nigga wanted to be free. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it wasn't no delusion. Look, look, look. Well, 
all these other people followed him too. So they crazy. Right, like, like, the, like, this is the story of the blind leading the blind, the crazy leading the crazy. It's a group of crazy Negroes that decided that they that they were gonna kill their way instead of instead of just working on instead of just working their way. But slavery was so good, right? But, but it's funny. They always say history is written by the victors. So you always gotta, as a new historian, you always gotta understand the gaze and the perspective of those who wrote the history. So when as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, natural space, but as an adult, I'm like, yo, wait a minute, who wrote this narrative about him right. when it seems very legit? The same thing, it was like, Jonah Hart, Jonah Hart was a crazy person, like, oh, so some white man who got fast kicked by Jonah Hart was like, yeah, now she a witch. Right. Killer, <laughs> killer, killer now. But, but, that's, but, the, but that's how they do it. Right, and that's the, the thing is, I go back, like, you go back and you think about all the times that you've been told something that's just been so... Like that history has just been watered down and whitewashed, and like you were told that Nat Turner had psychotic, basically he had um, psychotic dreams that of killing people, which which would quote unquote make him a serial killer, you know, like a or, or you know like some kind of psychotic serial killer, and that he went on this killing spree, and he made it seem like he really acted alone, like he snuck on plantation to plantation just killing the good white folk on the plantation, and it was like, oh, he even killed them babies, but he was quoting that Bible that y'all gave him, and that Turner could read, and that Turner, and that, 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 that was the thing, he was the worst, so that's when, so people don't understand, like, after the Nat Turner's rebellion, that's when they, they totally outlawed slaves being able to read, like, that was done, like, that was done, like, it was outlawed in some areas. They even banned free black people from certain states. North Carolina was like, nah, y'all can't even stay here no more because when the slaves rebelled, y'all was like, yeah, we with y'all. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, for the culture. <laughs> Hashtag for the culture. But but yeah, but that but to me that's crazy. Like, yeah, like they was like, oh no, an educated black man is really like the educated black man is really like the death of sixty white people. That's how you can that's the that's the like one educated black man equals 60 dead white people. So they're like, what happens if you let them all get educated? <laughs> That's a lot of dead white people. Like, like, like no more educating like, no more educated black people. Put that, we get Exactly. When we raped your wife, I let you go see her. Most, most masters wouldn't do that. I'd have killed my master right then and there. Like, like, what you say? What you say? Like, you know, we always had a debate, and whether you believe or not is is one thing. But I really hate when people say Christianity is a white man's religion used to pacify. When, if you read it in context, a lot of these dudes who did rebellion, they say, "I got this word, word, tell me." I gotta go ahead and kill y'all. Yeah, that's why the wife. That's why I usually like, man, focus on that New Testament, dog. <laughs> like, don't read that Old Testament stuff, dog. Like, I don't know. I might be with great fire. Right. I think the. I think the. Um. I think the 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 one of the best lines. If you are a a Christian who believes like like if you believe in in like a a revolutionary style of Christianity, as I would say, um, what he says, but every line in here that they use to subjugate us or tell us that we that we can't be free is it's it's four it's it's five that say we should be free and here's how we should take it kill them all <laughs> and i was like 
whoa. And, and that like, that was never in my Bible. And, and the thing is, if you watch the movie, and we got to wrap this up, is that the word is very big on eradicating the world of wickedness. And European, American-based chattel slavery is damn near the epitome of wickedness. And if you were benefiting from the institution, this is your blackest hour. You know I had to catch you for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. This has been your blackest hour. <laughs> your blackest hour to death. <laughs> uh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all.